Welcome to Inching Towards Awesome, the podcast to help you improve your life one tiny step at a time. I'm Melinda Fulmer. And I'm Alex Pham. Welcome to our show. Now, today's show is about morning rituals that will help you win the day, those little habits or practices that you find help your day get off to a really great start. And in the second half of our show, we'll talk about the results of our Kaizen Challenge. Stay tuned. All right. Uh, Now, Alex, are you a morning person? (laughs) You know the answer to this one. I am (laughs) so not a morning person. (laughs) Going from a horizontal position to a vertical position usually involves like a forklift or some other type of heavy equipment for me in the morning. So... This is going to be a tough one for me. This is a tough yeah, one. Yeah, this is the news that Alex needs this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I do. It's also near and dear to my heart because I, I think to both of us, because we're both work from home entrepreneurs. And if you don't get your day off to a good start, then, you know, things can go south pretty quickly or you can get distracted or sidetracked. So, you know, we're... Yep. Trying to start it off with a bang <laughs> instead of a gong show. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Or right. falling down a rabbit hole with social media uh, or just uh, oh. getting distracted by, you know, the uh, endless the clickbait. Yep. Yes, yes, no, <laughs> no, not at all. So, so what do you do, what? Melinda? Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about my morning routine. Um, You know, breakfast is really the first thing I would say, because I always start my day with with something pretty healthy, eggs, oatmeal, like Greek yogurt and whole grain cereal or something. I I need the power. (laughs) I need the power and the cup of coffee for sure. Before I can start getting in motion, getting the kids in motion, take them to school and come back. As I mentioned before, the one of the most important things is I don't go on social media or listen to uh, listen to the news on my way back into the office. I leave that for later in the day. So my mood, uh, my enthusiasm, everything doesn't get hijacked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're not uplifted by these by the by the news? <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked. Uh, no, no, not so much <laughs> these days. So I try to save that for later in the day. It's you know, it's a my little productivity and and mood helper. Um, and then I would say the two things that uh, that I do that are pretty critical. One is just at least a little bit of physical activity. I know that's not such a stretch since I'm a health and fitness writer, but um, even if it's just doing my seven minute workout app on my phone, doing some sun salutations in front of my desk or a full blown workout that I need to get a little activity in to get me moving and uh, maybe just uh, do a little bit of meditation and breathing, slow the breathing down, kind of get my head around the day and uh, just kind of think about what 
thoughts pop up as I'm breathing. It just kind of centers me before I charge off into my work each day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so those are the two good things. So backing <laughs> up a little bit, when you're when you say a little bit of movement, some exercise, what does that mean, and how much time? does it really take for you? Uh, Like, what would you do? Give us a concrete example. Well, uh, it could be. I'm I'm really a big fan of uh, streaming workouts on YouTube. So Mm -hmm. it could, I have several uh, yoga people I follow, Mm -hmm. and I might do a 20 minute yoga workout or or practice. Mm -hmm. I might do a 30 minute high intensity interval training if I'm if I'm really gung ho or I might just do some push ups in front of my <laughs> desk if I'm really pressed for time. Oh. Just anything that really gets me, uh, you know, gets my blood pumping and I find that it really elevates my mood. Hmm. Um, it's the best antidepressant there is. Nice. Well, what if you only have time for 10 jumping jacks? Will that work too? You know, it's better than nothing. <laughs> you know, I always, I mean, the goal for me is to do more than 10 minutes. I find okay. that's my, my sweet spot is okay. at the 10 minutes or longer, cool. but, um, but you know, you do yeah. what you can, Yeah, you do what you can. And so. how about meditation? What's that like? And how long does that take for you? Uh, the meditation is, I mean, for me, it's just a few minutes, four or five minutes of just breathing. Um, it's, most often it's after the exercise. So it's just to bring my heart rate down, to just sit quietly in front of my desk with my hands in my lap, breathing in through my nose, out through my mouth, you know, trying to be in the moment, see what thoughts pop up, kind of dismiss whatever, see what, see what's coming up and dismiss it, not get, you know, follow any one thought. And, uh, usually I find that if I do that, I, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty Mm -hmm. relaxed, Mm -hmm. not, not, uh, you know, completely blissed out, but (laughs) definitely, definitely a good neutral footing to start your day. (laughs) Sounds good. So one thing to get you energized and the other thing to get you centered. Yes. Now, cool. you know, we always do challenge ourselves to try one new thing. So, oh, yeah. so my new thing I'm going to do is do a little bit of visualization um, along with that meditation. Um, you know, I think we all have a lot of negative thought patterns that run through our head. Like, I'm never going to be able to do all that's on my list today. I'm you know, I don't want to talk to that person. I, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that. So, um, it, to kind of get in front of that, uh, stress or shut that off. I want to try, I've actually have tried it one time doing a visualization practice as part of my meditation, where I think about, what the best version of my day would look like? What's the best version of my week? And, you know, if I really want to go into it, what if I'm working on a project, what's the best outcome that could happen with that? And how would that make me feel? I Mm -hmm. tried this one other time and I was just smiling when I finished it. And I said, "I, I need more of this. I need more of this to, you know, shut down those negative thoughts and 
you know, rally a little bit of enthusiasm for my day and week. Yeah, I I love what you said about the best version of that day because your day can go in so many directions. And if you visualize how <laughs> how it could be um, fun and engaging and adventurous, I mean, I think as we grow older, we tend to visualize all the things that could go wrong, and that kind of <laughs> saps our enthusiasm and sucks the joy out of the day. But you know, if you think back when you were, I don't know, in your early twenties, when everything was a new adventure and exciting, and oh, look at me, I'm doing this. I think um, visualizing <laughs> the best version of your day kind of helps sort of recapture that sense of wonder and adventure for your yeah. day. Yes, that 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 little thing called hope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in such I, short supply. I yes, and I I think that's good because also visualizing your goals or or what you have coming up lets you see how you really feel about some of those things. If they, if you're thinking about the best possible outcome and, and you still can't rally much enthusiasm, then maybe that's not a great goal or a great project to take on, you know? I quit. No, no, no. That's the, no. Well, you can't quit. You can't, no. you don't have a say about everything. I know. Right, but, okay. Uh, so, oh, okay, let's talk, let's talk about you, Alex. Okay. What, so, uh, what is, what is your morning routine look like? What okay. are the best parts of your morning routine? Okay. So after, after Dan picks me up with the forklift, um, <laughs> and I'm going, you know, I'm on my way. Um, I, I, I'm a type A person, so I love to do lists. I love lists. I love writing them down on sheets of paper. So, but before uh, it's a slightly different take on the to-do list. But so before I do my actual list of tasks for the day, I write down two sentences, pen on paper. And the first sentence is my biggest fear, along with the worst thing that could happen that day. Um, it's kind of it's a little, it's a, a flip of what you were just talking about, about yeah, visualizing about your say, best. That sounds yeah. like the exact opposite. We <laughs> really are opposites in some ways. It, it is. Um, but it kind of taps into that little anxious voice in my head telling me, you know, what is that little voice telling me today? And it can be absurd. And in fact, I think it's better the more outlandish and absurd I can make it. So an example would be, I will fail to exercise. That's my biggest fear. <laughs> and then I will gain 300 pounds and have to be wheelbarrowed out of my house when I die. So that, that's that's one example. I look at that sentence or another example is I will miss my deadline today and no one will ever hire me again. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, if you look at those statements, then, you know, and it's it's written down with ink on a physical sheet of paper. It's it's easier to look at it objectively. And our fears are driven by a tiny little maniac thing living in our amygdala telling us wicked little stories that aren't true and when you expose them to the light of day or on a sheet of paper it's kind of easier for us to spot the falsehood of the absurdity of it and you can be a lot more objective it. about your fears and and the more absurd and funny you can make it it's it's just a great way to diffuse tension and anxiety so that's the first sentence oh great yeah and the second sentence it just has to be a sentence i list 
three things that I'm grateful for. So I, I start, I start the sentence by saying, I am grateful for, and then I fill in the blank with three things. And then I stop to consider each one because inevitably that will reward me with a smile. It can be like a big thing that I'm grateful for, significant things like my kid, or it can be small, tiny, silly things like bananas, nature's perfect little food, whatever it is that you're, <laughs> that you're grateful for. I mean, it's, um, it, it just makes it, it ends, you know, it, it starts your day on a positive little note. So doing this kind of mentally preps me to tackle my actual to-do list with a clearer head and a lighter soul, perhaps. Oh, yeah. so what was on your what was on your gratitude list today? What was what was one small thing that was on your gratitude list today? Oh, the one small thing on my gratitude list today was that I actually was able to pick out the colors in my house. Um, so I'm remodeling okay, now and color has been a nightmare. It's so hard to do. So I, I, I woke up this morning. And I looked at the four colors that I picked yesterday for the house and they made me really happy. I was like. Oh, I really like those colors. They're so soothing and calm. <laughs> well, that's good. It's good to it's good to come back the next day and say, "Hey, I wasn't crazy. I, was. I actually do like that." I wasn't just pressured and yes, I, <laughs> caving. Thank God I did not pick bashful blue or periwinkle. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with periwinkle? Right, I just periwinkle. not for walls. Just not for walls. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. So tell me, tell me what, tell me what, if there's anything else you do and, and, and what is your challenge? What is the next thing you're taking on? So the second thing that I try to do, and I don't always get to it every day, but when I do, I, um, it, it's always a little rewarding thing. So the first, the, 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 uh, other morning ritual I have actually is your idea, Melinda. Um, my idea. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Actually, no, it was Admiral <laughs> William McRaven's idea. Yes. And you clued me into it when you sent me the link to his um, commencement speech for UT Austin. Um, my alma mater. Um, so good. I know. It, in, in this commencement speech, he lays out 10 life lessons that he learned from his training to be a Navy SEAL. It's a fantastic list. And I highly recommend if you have time, you know, listeners to go and either read the speech or listen to the speech. It's amazing. But I'm only going to go through one thing on his list, and that is making your bed. And he says it's a simple and mundane task, and maybe even a little ridiculous because, you know, these guys are training to be hard, tough battle, tough warriors. But um, But the wisdom, he says, the wisdom of the simple act has been proven to him many times over. So if you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day and it will give you a small sense of pride. So then you move on to other tasks and more tasks and that turns into another and another and another. And by the end of the day, that one little task, making your bed, has turned into many tasks that you've completed. So making your bed will reinforce, I mean, I think it's wonderful sentiment because making your bed is is um, it reinforces the spirit of our podcast, which is that little things in life matter. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I just I just love that. And the 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 cherry on top of the cake is that if or Sunday, I'm mixing my metaphors. Sorry about that. 
if you happen to have a miserable day and you know your day is just awful nothing turned out right that day you will still come home to a bed that is nicely made that you made you've done one thing right (laughs) so that's what i was gonna say you know at least even if the you screw up the rest of your day (laughs) you you can point to one thing that you've done right Right. and it might give you the that have a ripple effect yeah of of inspiring you to you know to cross more off your list yeah Um, and it gives you hope that you know tomorrow will be a better day there's that thing again hope so. Yes, we all need it. We all need it. So here's right. my challenge. Um, so what's your challenge? My challenge, again, I'm inspired by you, Melinda, is to dress up um, for the day. So Melinda and I work from home. And uh, usually what I do is I, <laughs> I'm lucky if I get out of my pajamas by noon. Um, and I often find myself absentmindedly walking out of the house in my home shoes, my home slippers, um, going off to pick up my son. I've done that more than once. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I haven't gone out in a bathrobe yet, but it's pretty close. So, um, didn't some school make a rule against that? Like no pajamas and slippers in the, in the drop off line yeah, or something. Right, 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 right. Don't scare the children. Um, yes. So, but I've been reading that there's all sorts of evidence to correlate dressing up with success. What do you know? So there, there are a lot of studies and I'll spare you all of them. And if you're really, really <laughs> interested, you could read um, my little blog post about all the, all the um, studies that I found that it shows that, you know, when you dress up, um, it actually affects both you and the people you interact with psychologically. So it gives you a little bit of a mental boost. Um, and again, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll go into that in a blog post. But suffice it to say that maybe there is something in this dress for success thing. So I'm going to try, I, you know, maybe a couple days a week because this is inching <laughs> towards awesome, not like sprinting or, you know, dashing towards awesome. This is inching towards awesome. So I'm going to okay, do but, it like but, maybe a couple times a week, dressing up. Well, let's define dressing up because, <laughs> oh, you know, I, knew you were gonna I go want to set a bar here for, <laughs> for this. I mean, I wouldn't expect anybody who works from home to, to wear a silk dress or <laughs> uh, pumps or anything, but what does, unless they love to do that, if that's their, their jam, then great. But, uh, but what is, so what does dressing up mean to you, Alex? Okay, I guess uh, I guess I'll have to be concrete, huh? Hmm. Um, I yes. think I think the blouse is the top is what makes dressing because you know people wear jeans to work now. Um, yes. So you know, having having nice khaki pants really. I don't know. Um, I think I think having a nice top would would be. Uh, uh, a good start and shoes. I think shoes really would um, would do the trick. And hey, with the top, if you're doing the top, at least you're ready for a Skype call then. 
At least you've got that down. That's true. That is so true. <laughs> and I won't be You're caught like... outside in my Crocs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Alex will be all dressed up from the from the waist up and, and the then, ankle down. <laughs> and then there'll be Crocs and you know, Lord knows what on the bottom half. But to the rest of the 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 online world, she'll she'll be dressed up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So you'll we'll have to tune out next time to see if dressing for success actually makes me more successful. <laughs> well, that's that's great. That's a good one. Yeah, we'll have to compare notes and yep. see see just how these little exercises affected our day. Did yeah. they were they a big help? Were they a pain in the took us? We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, so um, speaking of challenges, um, for the second half of our podcast, we're going to check back into our Kaizen challenge from last from our last podcast. So um, just as a recap, the uh, Kaizen um, is a uh, it's a, a, a Japanese philosophy of uh, improvement making small improvements over time yields large changes. And uh, so we challenged each other last time to pick one little thing that we'd like to change, one annoying little habit that we wanted to change and see if we can't make a little bit of improvement on that. So um, with Melinda, um, what was your Kaizen challenge? My Kaizen well, my uh, my Kaizen challenge was to tackle my uh, window eating of sh- <laughs> my window of eating shame. Excuse me, that <laughs> seems to happen around four thirty to seven each day. That's when I'm tired. I'm stressed out. I'm the the kids are asking for things. I'm trying to cook dinner, and invariably I wind up grabbing cereal or nuts or junk or, uh, you know, whatever's in the cabinet, maybe even a glass of wine while I'm cooking. And all of my, you know, healthy eating during the day kind of falls down during that time. So my challenge, my little challenge was to not eat while I'm cooking dinner uh, and during, you know, until after dinner. So, and just to do that one day a week, which was the smallest baby step of all. Mm-hmm. So what did you do? How did you, how did you manage it? Well, I, first of all, I was successful. Yay oh, for baby steps. Woo-hoo. And uh, actually, you know, a lot has happened since our last podcast and there's been vacation and lots of interruptions in my regular routine because of summer, but uh, I was successful and I've actually done this two or three days a week, uh, depending on the week. And the biggest thing that helped was identifying what was sparking this, what was triggering this, which in my case was stress and, and, and hunger to be honest. And so and just the fact of me being in the kitchen while I'm stressed and <laughs> and hangry, angry, so <laughs> hangry. So I so I 
tried to work on a few uh, little factors that would set me up for success. And one of those was eating a snack, a mid-afternoon snack, around 2.30 or 3 o'clock, depending on what time I ate lunch, but just making sure it was healthy and that it had some healthy fat in it and would satisfy me a little bit more, hold me over more till so, until dinner. I think I wasn't eating enough. Mm, mm, it's um, counterintuitive. At lunch. Yeah, it's yes. counterintuitive. So give me an example of like a, a a satisfying little snack that you would make. Well, it could be anything from one thing I recently made and I'm really into is avocado hummus. Ooh. And so I can have that with carrot chips and just maybe a couple tablespoons full of that, Ooh. maybe a little more with the uh, with carrot chips. And that seems to keep me feeling full or, you know, I could have, uh, uh, you know, an apple and a, a cheese stick to get some protein, just something that's a, kind of a heftier snack to carry me through until till we eat dinner mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so two things you identified your triggers and you made sure you had a healthy snack at around three o'clock i did and mm -hmm. i also if i just couldn't you know couldn't go without having something i try to make sure it's it's a piece of fruit because that can't be that bad. <laughs> you know, one piece of fruit or snacking on some some vegetables is not going to ruin anything. So yeah. that, that has helped. But I mean, mm. ma mostly it's just being a lot more mindful about your emotional state. And yeah. am I hungry or not hungry? What's yeah. going on here? Maybe I just need to go and decompress for 10 minutes before I start cooking dinner. Mm. So that those were my takeaways. What about you? Tell us about your Kaizen challenge. So my Kaizen challenge was uh, water. Um, and, uh, and the results are in, sort of. Um, <laughs> uh, so bef before I report, um, I wanted to share something interesting with you in a, uh, you know kind of way did you know that a desert tortoise our badass spirit animal can survive for up to a year without access to water it's kind of amazing isn't it wow yeah they, they are nature's little humble badass they that's... are pretty neat <laughs> okay um, that's why we love them yeah, that's right that's right mm. Mm. sorry about that i had to take a drink of water Okay, back to my water adventures. So, <laughs> speaking of water, <laughs> so to recap, um, the Kaizen Challenge was to drink more water, and they rec I, the recommendations are all over the map, anywhere from sixty-four to ninety-one ounces a day, and it it you know it it varies depending on your actual your gender, your weight, your height, your. Uh, the weather, if it's hot or cold outside. So if your your level of activity, so it's just all over the map. And um, mm -hmm. because this is inching towards awesome, um, rather than sprinting, I kind of aim for, you know, 64 ounces on the low end, just to see if I could make it. And um, so how'd I do? Um, I well, I, I started off by buying a 20 ounce vacuum bottle, and I filled it every morning parked it at my desk and promised to drink at least that 
entire bottle a day. But I have to say, a really weird thing happened. <laughs> yeah, did, was this some other ripple effect from your from your drinking more water? Yeah, I I stopped drinking coffee and tea in the morning. It was a what I know, totally unanticipated consequence. Okay, if if you like listeners, if you knew Alex, you know this is truly a piece of shocking information. (laughs) This is the woman who, who, yeah, stop the presses, alert the media. Oh, wait a minute, we are the media. You know the um, she she used to live on coffee. I mean, she has a, a great fondness. For coffee, so oh, you mean this the, is the shocking news. that is the, the elixir of life? That one, <laughs> yes, yes, that one. So, okay, so I'll describe what happened. So, for a while, I'd have both my bottle of water and my bottle of coffee at my desk, right? Coffee, water, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, I would take both bottles to the kitchen sink to wash. And I noticed after a few three, four, five, six days that the water bottle was always empty, that was good, but. Like the coffee bottle was often barely touched or only half half empty. So and I thought that was kind of weird. What happened? And thinking back, I think it was the weather. Um, so when the temperatures are so hot, I was actually just reaching for the cool drink over the hot one. And I so I suspect that this is a temporary phenomenon, so don't get too excited. <laughs> Um, (laughs) I can see you're trying to limit expectations here. Ratchet it down. Ratchet it down. (laughs) I I reserve the right to have coffee when the weather cools down. At any time. (laughs) This may change at any time. Be back Um, on that caffeine wagon for sure. (laughs) Now, did you have to do anything to to get you drinking the water or was it just hot? I mean, was there any trigger for you drinking, taking a sip of water or was it it just, it was hot and you just were, were uh, kind of unconsciously sipping? Well, I did notice I made a conscious effort to drink more mm-hmm. water. So I was noticing my water consumption and um, I, I'd have to, I'd have to confess that I don't know whether or not I was drinking my 64 ounces a day because I wasn't really tracking how many ounces. That's way too much effort. But I do <laughs> notice, I do notice I'm, it, you know, that I've been drinking water more. I'm being more conscientious and more mindful of my water consumption. Like at restaurants, for instance, like in some cities in California, La Jolla, for example, um, near where I live, you have to ask for a glass of water. They can't just give you one automatically because there's a drought on in California. So, well, you know, technically not right now, but we're short on water. So I've, I've been asking for my glass of water at restaurants. And the funny thing is once you go through the trouble of asking for it and they, they serve you it, I feel like I have to, you know, I have a responsibility to drink it. You know, I don't want to get up with the water glass completely full after I've asked for it. So, um, so I've been drinking drought guilt. (laughs) I know it is drought guilt. I have to drink this now that I've asked for it. Um, she left her water. I know. Shame, shame, (laughs) water shame. So, um, so I think for a lot of the restaurants I go to, you know, they serve those, um, beer size glasses and, um, 
I noticed that there are like 16 ounce glasses of water. So there you go. Mm. There's like 16 ounces already. And something else I discovered is that the, um, the amount of water you consume through the food you eat also counts towards your water quota. So you can get around 20% of your water from the foods you eat, fruits, salads, vegetables, and so on. So if you add that mm -hmm. to the total, then, you know, I probably did make it to 64 ounces. Maybe. You're doing okay. A couple Sounds times. good. <laughs> Sounds good. The I mean, in the in the the bonus from that is the more water you drink, the more you avoid. It doesn't make you feel as as hungry. Sometimes I know we eat when when we're really just really thirsty, right? And so we're tempted to snack or pick up something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that we that we don't really need just because we're thirsty. So yeah, yeah, hey. yeah. So so did it change well, my life? You. Well, I I don't know if it changed my life or not. Um, I uh, I am waking a lot more, waking up a lot more at night to go pee. That that part of my life has changed. <laughs> well, that is life changing <laughs> for <was> sure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, I, you know, I'm not experiencing any of the miracles that you read about. You know, the youthful skin, the increased energy, that lovely weight loss, that sort of thing. Um, not happening mm. for me, but. Not a magic, like anti-aging <laughs> elixir. Just no. It's just water. It's, it's just, just water. hydrating. Yep. It's just it just feels good. That's good. Yeah. That's enough. That's, that's that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. Um, so that's it for my Kaizen challenge. Well, great. Well, let's now let's fast forward and talk a little bit about what we're going to be discussing next time on Ooh. inching towards awesome what are we doing what are we doing well you know we're desk jockeys you and i so the this is and, and so are frankly most of you out there so we're our we topic not next alone. week is you we are not alone um is about how your sitting is aging you and looking at how you can add movement to your day Ooh. to kind of keep you loose and limber Ooh. and supple. I like it. I, yeah, I recently chatted with a biomechanist who gave me some good advice on little things that you can do throughout your day uh, that don't require too much of uh, an adjustment on your part, but actually will have you feeling better at the end of the day. So, and we'll challenge ourselves to add more movement in different ways next week. Cool. I like this one. So mm. in the meantime, um, we'd like to hear from you. Follow us, our dear listeners on Twitter where we are inching to awesome, the number two awesome. And on Facebook, we are inching towards awesome with an S, Instagram, same thing, inching towards awesome. Let us know what's in your morning routine and give us your ideas. And until next time, you know our motto, go small or go home. Thanks. Thanks. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.